0: It is Sunday, September 30th, and Film Cult is here, uh, 2018, Film Cult is here gathered uh, at the precipice, not only of October, but of the release of Halloween 2018, the film that is going to completely retcon the movie that we're about to watch, the original Halloween 2 from 1981, directed by Rick Rosenthal. We are paused Immediately after the fade-out of the Universal logo, we'll give you a second to get caught up with us. All right. And we're hitting play in three, two, one, play. Ah.
1: (laughs) At long last.
0: And tonight we are also uh, celebrating the birthday of our intrepid producer, Ron Lee. Happy birthday, Ron.
1: Happy Happy birthday. birthday. Happy birthday. Love
0: you, buddy. Everybody out there, raise your glass, take a drink for Ron.
2: Mother- Everybody in around. here
0: too. What the hell? Yeah. yeah. So um I am Willie Greer and uh, who else is here today?
3: Michelle Rainieroni.
4: Trista Perez, also known as the Video Vixen.
5: And I'm Ron the Birthday Boy. <laughs> I'm, I'm Danny Gildark in Seattle.
6: This is Damon, also known as No Nickname Damon. <laughs>
0: and uh yeah looking back at this movie it's um it's it's got problems to say the least but uh time has been really 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 kind to it especially in light of all the the shitty sequels that that came after this one it it, it looks very very good today oh god damn that that shot you just you just can't get better than that
3: Yep. yep Just in lieu of a conversation that Trista and I were having earlier where she pointed out like, Jamie Lee Curtis's wig. Um, just please take note of her hair yes. during these <laughs> moments from the previous <laughs> film so that you can compare You're, and contrast. You were
6: saying it was kind of was, was kind of Judith O'Day, but it looks it looks a little like Ricky Lake and airspray. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Yes, yeah, so remember yeah. this hair. You will not see it again. <laughs>
6: <laughs> and note the movement of Michael in these opening scenes, the, uh, the flashback to the first film. This is, of course, Nick Castle. And uh, has a very distinctive movement. It's almost puppet-like, very jerky.
2: And this perplexes me. This is
0: the one thing they reshot in this whole fucking recap of part one. And it's the most obvious fucking ramp that Dick Warlock is walking backwards through. I I do not understand why they did that.
5: Well, yeah, and also the I mean the original house didn't have the balcony, right? That I think that was the change. Okay. When they went back to, to shoot that, that they had it out of the balcony to the house.
6: Mm-hmm. Very strange. What's funny too is that it, on the commentary that Rick Rosenthal does for this, hmm. he's talking about, oh, and you, you can't tell it's a ramp, <laughs>
4: <laughs> But like if, if fucking Evil Knievel is
6: jumping off of it,
1: you know, it's like
4: I love this part too because mm-hmm. when, when Michael falls, that sound effect and also the fact that there's an impression in the grass, <laughs> that is such a like Bugs Bunny Roadrunner type. <laughs> <laughs> it's like if, you know, if Roadrunner shot at Wiley e. Coyote and he fell down, it would be that noise, and then there would be that impression on the grass.
1: If Michael, he'd like up pause in, time in the air for a second, tight.
0: and like a picture of a sucker would appear above his head.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That sounds like Tommy Lee Wallace's voice: So that, that line, uh, that line about death was taken from the, the novel.
4: Ooh, Jamie Lee Curtis and Donald Pleasance? Oh my mm-hmm. god. Oh my god.
5: Together again.
0: Jamie Lee got top billing.
5: That a kick couple. couple.
0: But they kind of staggered him in that like jaws kind of way you can't really tell who's who's got top billing. Who's, who's the hero?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Like I got to say my first time watching this movie, it, it was a very very vivid memory. I was uh 9 years old. It was Halloween night and I went out trick-or-treating my friends and about halfway into it um i got like a stomach bug i'm pretty sure there wasn't poison candy involved but who knows um so i went home halfway through trick-or-treating and my friends continued to collect candy for me while i stayed home throwing up and watching halloween 2 uncut on (laughs) channel 40 out of sacramento which was the fucking dopest station in the world back then because they were showing r-rated movies uncut and i couldn't believe they got away with this one because it gets pretty nasty here and there (laughs) Yeah. yeah yeah And it was, I was just throwing up and watching Halloween, too. It was one of the best nights of my life.
3: <laughs> oh. Doesn't take much to please this um, guy. Yeah, I'm pretty, pretty
5: low-maintenance. Long to cockles. <laughs> By the way, so far as I know, I believe I, I saw some debunking stuff. And, yeah, the entire hysteria about poison Halloween candy yeah. came from nowhere. Oh, God, of course. Yeah, it's urban myths.
4: No, well, there was one case in the 70s where a father actually poisoned his son <gasps> with a, in a pixie stick. And then he also poisoned some other pixie sticks that he gave out to other kids, but only his kid got sick. He was trying to cover up the crime by trying oh, to geez. poison yeah. other kids, Sheesh. but that motherfucker got caught because only his son got sick. Oh, my God. Okay. That yeah. never
3: works. <laughs> poisoned
5: his fucking kid. So, this was done practically, um, which I love.
6: Then
0: were the days.
5: Practical.
6: This was actually a pretty cool effect. Yeah. yeah. Stretching skull and.
5: Uh. Yes, yeah, so it was a motorized shot. It was, um, yeah, all, all in camera. So, oh, what I was saying, though, before uh, Loomis' line about. Uh, you don't know what death is was taken from the the novelization of um, the, the movie okay Halloween so I guess some of the lines from this were were taken from that oh
6: time. wow that's cool
1: I do
0: remember reading John Carpenter
6: the... was like half in the bag when he wrote this script <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
5: yeah he said he was doing a, a six pack of Budweiser a, a day to get through the script that's mm-hmm. what he
3: says that's not that much I'm just saying
6: <laughs> for for Budweiser
5: quick. especially, yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: it's
1: like still does have
6: the best lines in this movie, though.
0: <laughs> but yeah, no, it's interesting. Like we open with a with a POV shot, then the next scene is the kind of to a, a scene of violence. Then the next shot, we 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 focus on Laurie Strode. It's like mm. the first three scenes are. Very, very similar to the first three scenes in the original. And of course that happens all the way through the movie and, and Carpenter has admitted that much. He's like, Yeah, I wrote the same movie over again, it's just not as good.
6: But um, this, this movie was the uh, one of the first to use like Panaglide though for the uh mm-hmm. POV shots.
2: <laughs>
6: they have, yeah. like I forget what the budget was, but the first movie was like three hundred something thousand and this was like two and a half million.
5: Yeah, so in today's dollars, it's equivalent to like you know a little over one, a little over a million for Halloween, and a little over seven million for this in today's dollars. Um, there was another cut right there. This was really um, clever with like cuts during the um, the wipes. Oh yeah, the there was that, that one little weird building?
0: close up with uh, Loomis and the sheriff. Not a full. It was like a medium shot, but it was definitely closer than the POV. And we're off. We're, we're pretty much off to a great start here. Um, you know, it's it's only uh, when we get to the scene that Carpenter directed, ironically, uh, where things, in my opinion, start to go to shit with this movie. Um, I love this Scream Factory Blu-ray so much because not only do the filmmakers finally get to talk all the shit they wanted to maybe twenty years ago, but a lot of the fan questions uh, did finally get answered, specifically like what scenes uh carpenter came in and ghost directed it which turned out to be not that many actually the the rumor was for a while that he went back and inserted all the gore kills
3: oh no Uh
1: so
5: that door was removed um that side door and they just left the screen door on but it was funny on the um beautiful on the blu-ray that's a great side so that's obviously a diopter there which splits the image
4: I call bullshit. Nobody goes to sleep during this movie. <laughs> not you know, believable. I could, though.
1: Just...
6: <laughs> the, the real so question here I is. I've fallen asleep like, through so how much, much intense shit. is this lady going to eat? <laughs> right
3: now. That's why she's screaming,
1: clearly.
5: Oh,
3: the ham is not so, good. Yeah, so you're you going to see it on, early the, beef, uh,
5: yeah. on the, on the Blu ray, they um, there's a little featurette where the guy a guy who goes to the uh, the locations the relocations of films and he goes to that house and uh, the kitchen hasn't been remodeled at all. Oh my it's god. Pretty, wow. It's pretty funny, yeah. I hope they but do tours. I would love it. He pulls out that um that cutting board and everything. It's all all the same. All
1: that's
0: right,
5: awesome.
3: Trista? Yes. No, that's mm-hmm. not that's not Jamie Lee Curtis yet. Mm-hmm. Never mind. I'm just so ready for this wig. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I'm so ready for It's it. coming. I know. <laughs> Did so, you guys so notice how much blood was this, on right? that cutting board? By yeah. the way, where did all the blood come? He from? was covered in blood. I guess like a he second just ago. like put
3: his knife down for
0: a second. He just shook it off.
6: It was in his mask. There was some buildup. He had to like. It was kind of like he pulled the mask out and just kind of bled all over the place. He perspired <laughs> it
5: was blood.
0: And right so, here is uh, where the um the super kind of mean spirited tone of this movie. Kicks in where she says like, uh, "Oh, Mr. Elrod probably decided to start beating his wife or whatever." Wow! And this shot here is, is classic Carpenter. I love it dearly, and I just wish it was in a better scene.
5: So he, he, but he shot this whole section, right? He did, yeah. Is this one of the sections that he went back and sh- reshot?
0: Yeah, it's like uh, this and the um, the guy with the boombox later on.
5: Yeah, but this doesn't move the the film forward at all right i guess i didn't understand why i mean other than to get more violence and like why why he added this do you have any theories
0: uh yeah no i think it was just to it doesn't really yeah the the boombox scene it gives you a couple of it fills in a few narrative gaps i guess yeah it doesn't really do much of anything and and fucking this is the stupidest character perhaps in any slasher movie ever
3: like how so. she
0: gets a she gets a phone call saying uh, three teenagers just got murdered down the block from your house and she's like oh hold on the fr- the front door's open <laughs> <Yeah>.
4: <laughs> and does everybody know that that's actually the ghost of Annie that she's talking to on the phone
3: oh no
4: it's yeah it's uh, no, Nancy Loomis is the voice of oh, that's the right. friend yeah. she's talking to oh,
1: wow. oh it totally is oh my yeah. gosh
2: That should have been a plot point. I would have loved that. The ghost of Annie tried to like inter- intervene
6: and prevent her death. That would have been a way better. And it's movie. almost
0: dawn here. You can see with the sky in the background. Uh,
1: mm-hmm. Yeah.
6: Yeah. This, this movie, um, I think we were talking before about how uh, between the release of the original Halloween and this one, like I like 50 or 60 slasher movies were released, they were trying to mimic Halloween. So this is like catching up with the body count of, of all of those movies. It's, so it's, Michael is really, he's trying to tally up his uh, skills. <laughs> just needs
5: to up his game a little.
6: It's
0: tragic. I mean, I just, I don't know. I, I feel like it was a severe underestimation of the audience. Maybe it was the correct one. Maybe people wouldn't have come back to a movie that was as restrained and tasteful as the first one. But if it's, if it's called Halloween 2, why would you expect it to, to be anything different? I don't know.
3: This whole situation with the, like, Dawn light like the first light happening these kids in california they they trick-or-treat kind of late don't they They sure do
6: they stay up kind of late <laughs> <huh? laughs> well, That was also like a continuity thing they were shooting like almost they were shooting close to dawn right there right when yeah it's supposed to still be like you know like know. late evening like 10 or 11 but and if people were still trick-or-treating
0: in that really, opening pov shot then why wasn't anybody on the street when laurie was banging on the front door in the first uh, halloween
3: Hey. Uh-huh.
5: Aha. <laughs>
3: huh? Mm hmm. <laughs> mm hmm. Mm-hmm. True, mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah. I guess, I guess for me, that's like, you know, getting into some of the issues with the film. There's a lot, there's tons of logic problems. Yeah. Like that is kind of seeping through the whole film. But that, um, I just wanted to comment on that opening, that long, long tracking shot that we just saw with the Panaglide. Um, but I, I, I'm a huge fan of that type of filmmaking. I love the long takes, and um, there's tons <sighs> of that in here that I love. I mean, there's, a, there's a lot to
0: love in here for sure. Yeah. Um, Tommy Lee Wallace was originally, uh, tapped to direct Halloween two and he thought the script was a piece of shit. So he passed on it and they gave it to, uh, Rick Rosenthal, uh, based on the strength of a short film that he made called the toyer, which, um, I haven't seen show up anywhere. I've been looking for it forever. Like maybe a bootleg would pop up on YouTube, but it never has. So that and Foster's release are, are two short films. Related to the Halloween franchise, that hmm. are, uh, yeah, maybe the most sought after, hard to find nerd items in the in the bunch here. But yeah, the other mean spirited yeah. bit there—the kid with the razor in the apple—just yeah. fucked up. So mean. And that was Ty West, who played uh, Adrian Barbeau's son in *The Fog*. Ty ah. Mitchell. Ty Mitchell, oh, wow. not Ty West. Ty Mitchell. Okay. Sorry.
5: Ty West is a so are, are you a fan are you guys fans of the razor blade or do you feel it's just... <laughs> i i don't like it at just all just mean spirited and gratuitous yeah. made me wince
2: Just so it it's too much yeah it definitely made me wince
0: now that we talked over the first appearance of the wig i'm sorry about that. i know
3: I uh,
4: know. <laughs> what the fuck no guys. one ignores it. <laughs> the wig we can all see how bad it is. I guess we don't have to talk about it. Let's just not
3: so talk about that.
5: Bad.
0: And the next mean spirited bit here Lori's, Lori's uh, surgeon is drunk.
1: Uh, <laughs> why is that? He,
5: he went on to be a uh, Supreme Court judge, uh, Justice. I don't okay,
3: yeah. I always liked Jason. beer. I still like beer. <laughs>
6: <laughs> yeah, this is a very cynical hospital. This is like drunk sex hospital. <laughs> <laughs> we need the packing screen with people wanting to get laid. But it's a hospital. What are we doing? <laughs> Have them get laid. What? Who cares?
4: So Lori got slashed on the arm, correct? guess why are they shooting her up with something <laughs> like wouldn't they just like tend the wound <laughs> <laughs> no one's looking at it they're just like here's some drugs <laughs> don't
1: driver to look at it. <laughs> go to
3: sleep oh my god <laughs> oh my god i totally want to go to this hospital <laughs> oh no
0: i don't even care how much blood i'm losing
3: i don't even care if my wig sucks <laughs> <laughs>
5: So she, so how many lines of dialogue does she have in this film? Because
0: it's yeah. Now I that you mentioned it, she
5: doesn't have tons. She doesn't have tons of screen time, right? Yeah, she's right? she's, she's like, catatonic for a lot of it.
4: I or think it's like twenty something minutes of mm-hmm. screen time overall that know. she's got. In
5: very few mm-hmm. lines,
4: not
3: she must have charged more. At that point. Now,
4: there's,
6: there's a lot it. of we'll fix it later writing in the in the early part of this script that never gets fixed later <laughs> <laughs> uh, like they, fix they don't never. explain why they're shooting up laurie they don't explain why loomis just steals the lighter from the cop and <laughs> then just doesn't give it back
1: <laughs>
6: always wanted a lighter <laughs> <laughs>
3: I think this might be my favorite scene right here.
0: <laughs> Just putting it right at his head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, moron.
3: I'm
1: a doctor. <laughs> <Yes>.
2: <laughs>
4: He's a rapper. Wait. He can take six bullets. <laughs> <laughs> no, no <problem. laughs>
0: and again, Loomis is kind of recycling his dialogue Good from part shorty. one. I told it's you in Halloween. part one this isn't a man. <laughs> We're gonna uh, party like and, it's
1: inexplicably Halloween. Inexplicably here,
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is simultaneously absurd and fascinating. This is Ben Tramer, Lori's crush, and he's dressed like <laughs> Michael Myers. Clearly, this mask exists <laughs> in this <laughs> so town. Good. But why is he?
1: Oh Wow. Humanity, <laughs> it's so reckless. It's oh my guy. God! <laughs> look at that guy.
6: Oh, it's so
1: reckless. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he ran right out in front of me. The
6: fuck? Why was he trying? Why was he driving so fast at that van? I know.
1: Van?
6: <laughs> it's Halloween. The streets oh, full that, of kids.
0: Is that Dick Warlock? I think it is. Oh. If that oh. is Dick Warlock, then that is another uh, another kill by Michael because he's playing Michael in this movie. It's pretty hilarious.
3: Oh, that kid was flammable. Seriously. That was some seriously fast on fire stuff. That was fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) He's like skull skull and
4: like grizzle within seconds. Yeah, that was back before those flame retardant (laughs) (laughs) costumes. I think this is why they started them.
1: Yeah.
6: I like how that quick cutaway to the burning kid is supposed to be like
1: reflective.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Consider our mortality, including a a kid who the cops set on fire by being idiots.
0: So yeah, this movie reminds me a little bit of uh, another super mean spirited hospital slasher, Visiting Hours, which I think came out like the following mm-hmm. year, and features William no, Shatner. Rip off, interestingly enough. Mm-hmm. So Shatner appears in Halloween Two and Visiting Hours, sort of. This guy's hairdo is kind of like yours, Willie, <laughs> <laughs> at the moment. <laughs>
4: It's the last Starfighter. It really is, which was
3: directed <laughs> by Nick Castle,
0: who's going to play Michael for reals, yo. What? Mm. Really? Mind blown. What does it
4: all mean?
2: <laughs> Means her wig sucks. Oh, right, right.
4: <laughs> I always want to hook up with a guy when I'm in the hospital after some dude tried to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm I know. Like I'm like ready to, right ready right to move now. on yeah. Yeah. instantly. <laughs> I just it's need so
1: to rebound out of this shit.
0: Yeah, not the best choice to have your your heroin catatonic
2: through half the movie. That's just me. <laughs> I think we're alone now. <laughs> <laughs>
6: The commentary on this is Rick Rosenthal talking to that sleazy ambulance driver. Not the oh, yeah. main one, but just the sleazy guy.
0: Leo Leo and Rossi. Great.
6: It's it's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really fun to listen to.
0: Totally. Uh, I remember we him mainly from uh, is- River's Edge, of course. Yeah. Keanu's uh, da- abusive stepfather. Dana self-father. Carvey, Dana Carvey Dana right there,
4: yeah.
0: Really? Uh-huh. Yeah. Hmm. So yeah, this is a little bit of, uh, this reporter here, um, it's a little bit of background information that kind of links some stuff together in a way that's a little bit more graceful than uh, Loomis pocketing the deputy's lighter for use later in the film.
2: And more fucked up, mean-spirited shit here with Brackett having to see his dead daughter.
6: was this uh was this still Dean Cundy doing the uh, photography?
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: He turned down Poltergeist to do this. Wow. For sure, yeah. I think he felt uh a little obligated to uh Carpenter and crew for kind of making him rich and famous or getting him started in anyway. But yeah, it's a freaking gorgeous movie.
5: Yeah, he's so great. And it's uh, two, three, five again. Is that uh, anamorphic? Oh
6: yeah, yeah. There's a lot about this movie that succeeds just from the cinematography and the music. Um, really Definitely. links it together.
0: Definitely. So the reporter here is getting all this information from them and finds out where where Laurie's going, and which is how the the kid on the ghetto blaster or the the boombox gets it later. It's kind of a still kind of an absurd string of coincidences, but but it works.
4: It makes about as much sense as Ben Tramer wearing the same friggin' outfit as Michael.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I wonder, like, I I, want to, like, draw some kind of, like, like, almost, like, mythic subtext into that. The fact that, like, the person that Laurie was attracted to, like, winds up dressing as her brother and then getting killed.
2: I don't know. Some weird, Mm -hmm. it's not quite edible, but definitely incestuous. And this is the other uh, carpenter scene here, another one-shot.
0: And this uh, little parking strip here, uh, he's used a couple times. Um, it, It shows up in Halloween 3, I think at some point where Tom Atkins is like, I need booze or
6: whatever. If you look closely in the background, you can see Tom Atkins stumbling around looking for A <laughs> Little Easter egg.
2: So, were
5: Pleasant and Jamie Lee Curtis offered a lot of movie, money to do the do these roles, to reprise these roles, or were they excited to do them? Or do you, do you know any of the backstory on that?
0: I think Pleasant's primarily was just grateful that Halloween jumpstarted his career. So he was definitely, he he was always very happy to come back and play Loomis. Um, you know, and and he was very gracious about not admitting that the scripts were getting worse and worse. <laughs> um, Jamie Lee uh, definitely felt the same way. Um, that w- it was her big break and she's always, I think felt very grateful to the Halloween franchise. Clearly. Um, I would have to, I would imagine they were both, paid pretty well for this
3: one would hope
0: yeah well yeah i mean like you know i think carpenter and and deborah hill kind of felt obligated to, to do the sequel to kind of recoup they made they made back end money off the first halloween but i don't think either one of them even took a salary oh that's just terribly convenient with the sign and everything yeah. oh, my gosh <laughs> and so far dick warlock is doing a bang up job kind of playing Michael uh, in a very Nick Castle-ish way. Um, there are some scenes later that are, that are a little questionable. I find them to be anyway, but we'll get to that later.
6: The, the big difference between Michael in this one and Michael in the first one is that Michael originally, he's, he's kind of a prankster. I mean, he, he really does set up his murders a lot more and makes them more of like a Halloween prank.
1: Hmm.
6: Whereas in this one, he's just kind of like he's striding through this thing, going for like kill after kill. It's 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 really more about the body count.
1: Mm-hmm.
6: Um, I think as it, in the hospital, he starts getting a little bit more creative. And uh, <laughs> but uh, but for the most part, like in, in the setup scenes, you just kind of see him going, grabbing a knife, killing this person, killing that person, and moving on. For sure.
4: That is the <laughs> smallest roach I've ever seen in <laughs> my entire life. It's Like,
6: why bother? Yeah.
5: Serious. So this actress here, her, she never turns her face, her the right side of her face towards camera because she had banged it on a desk when she does the uh, needle in the eyeball scene later. Oh. Oh wow. Okay. So she, we'll see her when she leaves the room. She kind of leaves facing one direction, so you can't see the side of her face. Hmm.
0: And uh, Bud, the other paramedic, there, kind of being all like,
5: oh, "I could go for a
0: nice pizza right now," while the the news is talking about the carnage. I wonder if that was like the first example of the cynical hospital employee during a slasher movie. And think <laughs> about like Axel in *Friday the Thirteenth: The Final Chapter*, like uh, resting his donut on Jason's corpse and stuff.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's just bad hygiene, right?
1: <laughs>
6: There's always the guy down on the moor getting a sandwich yeah. <laughs> that may have started here. that
0: archetype may have been birthed mm. with bud.
2: He's still trying to get more out of it too, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's interesting this Leo Rossi character um,
5: that uh, De- Deborah Hill like didn't want him to be in the film because he was so East Coast.
4: <laughs> she was
5: trying to cast everybody everybody's sort of, kind of Midwest and Midwestern. He's kind of like he sticks out here. <laughs> totally.
4: He's just the asshole who moved to town. That happens. <laughs> <laughs> it does happen. It, it does. has
5: nothing
3: to do with being East Coast.
0: Okay. <laughs> The only people who really seem to have like Midwestern <laughs> accents are um, Sheriff Brackett and Annie in the first one. Very kind of. I can't. I can't do it. But you the, the deputy. Did said, it. The deputy sounds kind of southern. He's dead.
3: I noticed that earlier, Willie. You said that you said home and you pronounced it him. Which I think is very Californian.
1: (laughs) Him. For sure. (laughs) For sure.
3: (laughs) That's very, very East Coast, I'm ashamed to admit.
0: (laughs) You don't get involved with patients?
3: No. Okay. <laughs> that must be a West Coast thing.
1: Yeah.
4: <laughs> this is the scariest hospital I've ever <laughs> Seriously. seen. Seriously, <laughs> there at
2: some point,
4: like we we we
0: cut away from the hospital for another scene, and we cut back, and like the lights are out, and like the emergency lights are on, and they never talk about it. Like, as it is right now, it's definitely, like, the quietest, emptiest hospital in the world. And then it becomes the darkest later. And I I assume there's a deleted scene where Michael cuts the power or something, but they never
4: even mention it. Well, they got a couple of babies in this place. (laughs) People have given birth in there. So there's that. But where are the mothers?
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I guess, like, the... You know how, for, like, how messed up the opening of the film is. It does kind of raise the stakes a little bit and make you wonder if Michael is going to kill one of these babies. Well, I wonder that as a kid. Anyway,
2: I don't know.
1: If, if this was, it was an Italian movie, totally. So it should be dead.
6: <laughs> Rob Zombie wouldn't have left those babies alone.
2: No.
6: Michael would have thrown them at the nurses.
2: Awesome. So the score of this
0: time around is as far as I can tell, or as far as I've heard, is um basically Alan Howarth kind of laying down. Synthesizer overdubs over, dubs over uh, Carpenter's original score, mm. which is kind of par for the course for the whole movie. Really, you've got uh, you know Donald Pleasant's kind of reciting the same speeches that he gave
2: in part one, and a lot of scenes repeating themselves. I don't know.
0: I mean, I I, I do. I, I it seems like Carpenter. Um, I mean, no one's heart was really in this movie, but, you know, Mac carpenter coming from such a kind of a bootstraps independent school of filmmaking, you know, he, he somehow, he was, he's like one of the only filmmakers from his school who bypassed working for Roger Corman. But um, I know he, he idolized Roger Corman and kind of used his model, you know, in making his own movies, which is weird because, you know, if you're working for, new world in the 70s and 80s, Roger is going to come at you and say, I need a movie about underwater Nazi zombies. It's got to have roller skating in it. It's got to have six breasts at least. Make it for $50,000 under a week, and you can do whatever you want other than that. And, you know, so Carpenter's kind of given this project, you know, like make a sequel to Halloween, and seems to just kind of sabotage it out of spite almost just he just really didn't want to be there. Um, And uh, yeah, it's very unfortunate because I would love to see what could have happened if they had really taken this on as a creative challenge to, to make it, to at least try to make it as good as the first one.
4: Was this spite because they didn't go with his original idea
0: about the anthology? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh... I think all of, they all, they all kind of felt like, you know, we, we, we left it all on the court with part one. There's, there's no more story to tell um and i get that but why not why not try i don't know which is um it's really heartening uh that that carpenter has brought himself around to give enough of a shit to come back and retcon halloween 2 or at least be like creatively involved in it one of his quotes i think recently was uh i decided to kind of stop just heckling from the sidelines and get in there and try and do something positive it's like eh, right on good for you john
4: yeah is that us
0: i don't know
5: this is it a, a microphone cable, cable? Um, so was he um i mean was it the money for oh, the, the fog or what did they dangle in front of him to make him do this
0: oh it was money i'm sure yeah
5: just maybe put it on the coffee table or
0: somewhere i think uh Try at some point piece. in the uh Special features Tommy Wallace says, uh, or, you know, um, they were gonna make the sequel with or without them,
2: and they may as well try and, and uh, get compensated for it
6: Listen, yeah, my read. phone?
2: Nope, sorry,
6: For all of its flaws, though, there are parts of this movie that really do work,
5: absolutely. Um,
6: uh, the uh you know, the whole idea of being drugged in a hospital, barely able to move. I can remember watching uh, this as a kid and being really freaked out um, because there's something really nightmarish about Lori crawling along the hospital floor, not even able to scream. When she tries to scream, just a squeak comes out,
1: um,
6: you know, and uh, and having this killer coming after you and not being able to stop it. that part really worked well. I thought that was effective.
1: Mm-hmm.
6: Um, but yeah, there's a lot of this shit. <laughs> <That's>
0: not... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a lot of cats chipping out of dumpsters. Yeah.
1: I <laughs>
4: hate cats. when cats do
1: that. <laughs>
6: <laughs> Fuckers. If you look closely, it was a cat that ran down Ben Tramer. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
6: oh. Fucker. <laughs>
5: So I do remember seeing a deleted scene somewhere where all the uh, where the emergency power does come on where okay. like, the lights are flashing and the emergency power comes on.
0: I must have blocked it out. I'm sure I watched all the special features on this blu-ray, but interestingly, the security guard here uh gets it the same way that uh, the cop gets it in Friday the
2: thirteenth part two when he finds Jason's cabin.
6: Did this come out before or after Friday the Thirteenth Part Two? I
2: th- got right before. Part Two was like eighty or eighty. Oh,
0: was it before? Yeah. Okay. Thank you.
6: Well, Part One was eighty. I, I but I knew they came out with Part Two like right after that.
0: Really quick, yeah. And both of these franchises were uh, were cribbing murder scenes from Italian horror movies, or. Just, yeah, even just stylistic things in general. Um, Deborah Hill admitted that uh, Deep Red was an influence on on the first Halloween. And there's a kill coming up later that's very, very influenced by Deep Red, I think. And then, of course, Friday the 13th, the first couple of films uh, were notorious for ripping off uh, Mario, Mario Baba's Bay of Blood. A couple of the kills
5: from that.
4: Oh, yeah. Like, exactly mm-hmm. the same. Oh, yeah.
5: Yeah, I'd love to hear you guys talk more about just this um, this period of filmmaking. This how, and this was kind of a golden couple of years here with um, you know just pulling it up on on the interweb. So The Shining came out in eighty, Evil Dead came out in eighty one, Friday the Thirteenth was eighty, The Howling was eighty one, uh, American Werewolf in London was eighty one, Prom Night was eighty, uh, My play Valentine was eighty one. So when I mean, you can see where the pressure was to. Up the kills yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm.
6: Yeah, this is when studios just started throwing some serious cash at horror filmmakers. I mean, I mm-hmm. think they saw like how profitable they were all at once, and they just wanted to uh put out as many as possible. Fortunately, there were some really talented filmmakers they were throwing that money at. Mm-hmm. Um a lot of them came out of that Corman film school, like you know, Joe Dante and but hmm you also wound up with uh some straight up lifts of halloween like you know prom night the boogeyman
2: terror train terror train yeah what year was terror train
0: 80 i think Ooh. yeah terror train and prom night i think were both 80 i'm not sure if i'm not sure if jimmy lee did those back to back i she probably did but but yeah, eighty to eighty-two, eighty-three was was a pretty serious golden age, and that was definitely the you know like the first wave of slasher films. Um this this is uh Deputy Hendrix from Jaws, I believe, right?
2: Is it? I think so. Yeah, it is, and he went on to direct.
1: Do
3: I think Yeah, you killed an innocent kid. <laughs> <laughs> Take some responsibility, and also this kid <laughs> is not alive.
1: <laughs>
4: They really don't give a shit. No. I mean, they don't care. <laughs> <laughs> like, where are the parents? Aren't
6: the parents worried about this kid? Like, Didn't that Lori chick have a crush on a charred corpse just like that?
5: There's <laughs> 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 oh, so something interesting. The cops all have um, Warren County on on their badges. And that's um, so this is ostensibly supposed to be taking place in Warren County, um, which is where uh, Carpenter grew up. So he uh, grew up in Bowling Green, Kentucky, which is uh, Warren County,
0: okay, in Kentucky. And Haddonfield is uh, actually uh, Deborah Hill's hometown in
2: New Jersey.
4: Oh. Wait a minute. Does that house have a balcony on it? There's no balcony on this house. Why? What's happening? Uh-huh. I'm confused. Yeah, why My, dis-
0: house doesn't have a balcony. Oh, wait, what is
5: that? It's okay. It's just kind of a roof awning thing. And why would they be attacking the house? I guess I don't understand the logic. This Me they think he's in See? there,
0: maybe. <laughs> oh yeah, and actually, in the uh, one of the many like ridiculous edits they did in the TV version is that the the, um, the cop at the beginning of that scene is like. Doing all this exposition, like Michael Myers isn't in here. We've already checked the place out. It's so clearly overdubbed.
5: <laughs> oh, talk, talk to us a little bit about the TV version because I, have, I haven't seen it. So, what are the key, um, key differences? There's the a lot version.
0: of really silly overdubbing of profanity, of course. Mm-hmm. Julie's full of sugar. He didn't escape until last night. Um, and <laughs> they actually, I think, re edited it so that certain characters lived. Uh, certain kills are cut out and um, they used um, I guess an alternate ending that wasn't used in the theatrical where uh, Jimmy is in the ambulance with Lori at the end Mm -hmm. and he's still alive.
6: There is. He's just taking the lighter Mm -hmm.
2: just for no reason. Uh. (laughs) He's not a smoker. Why did the deputy give it to him in the first place? Sorry, what?
6: Oh, I don't know. It's not really explained. <laughs> he just kind of gives it to him. He's like, here, the, here in America, we have uh, these things called lighters.
1: You might, you you might need Um, might
6: okay. uh, But uh, yeah, there, there's also a lot of like, you know, extraneous shots of like Michael stalking people through hallways and stair, stairwells that he's already walked down.
1: Mm-hmm. So You'll mm-hmm.
6: see him walk down like the same stairwell a few different times, just as filler. Right, it's almost like film, filmation cartoon where they just use like the same you know patch of video over and over again.
5: <laughs> is is it because they had to cut out the kills and needed filler? Okay, yeah, so just yeah they, they for just, time. They just, they a lot of it time. just
0: felt very arbitrary. It was very similar to some of the uh, the edits in the TV version of the Thing. I wonder if the same company wasn't behind both of them.
5: And is it a pan and scan? Oh, for sure. Oh, of course. That's the worst.
0: Yeah, and weird music, like like yeah, but like uh, the whole security guard scene, like they keep intercutting shots of Michael walking downstairs or whatever. So which and playing the suspense music. So by the time
2: that Michael shows up, like the actual like the scare factor isn't there.
6: Although you know the re-edit of the movie for television is so vastly different from the original. It's it's kind of like watching the TV edit of Brazil. Yes. It's it's a, it's its own thing. You you really have to watch it as as a separate movie.
0: I do wonder if like uh that isn't something that Scream Factory had in mind, like the the Criterion version of Brazil that has all the different cuts, including the uh the sinfully bad ones.
4: Okay. He's in this bed. Who is she going in here to check on? (laughs) Why is he in here? I don't get it. (laughs) She just picked a random room to go into.
6: Yeah, he just knew she was going to come in that room. And what did he do with the patient that was in there? He's a little rapey,
5: (laughs) this
3: one.
1: There are
5: no patients. It's like the healthiest healthiest (laughs) small town in
2: America. physically anyway
4: (laughs) all three kids all three
1: babies
0: (laughs) but yeah no it was a it was a beautiful uh it was really beautiful during this period when they did throw some money uh at some bigger, more ambitious filmmakers, and kind of let them go crazy. Uh, one of my favorite films from this period that's kind of a guilty pleasure. Le- less guilty today. I think it's aged shockingly well, but Paul Schrader's uh, Cat People remake.
4: Mm-hmm. I love that movie.
0: Mm-hmm. I think that movie and Maximum Overdrive and Friday the 13th Part 5 are like the ultimate cinematic cocaine jams of the
1: 80s. <laughs> movies are just fueled by cocaine. <laughs> Danny Steinman had right. feed Literally, bags on for part 5 <laughs> for Friday part 5, man. <laughs>
6: How much coke uh, you have to be on to write a, a soda machine that shoots soda cans <laughs> at kids? <laughs>
2: Another uh, overdub for the TV version is uh,
0: Child Laurie here going,
1: Oh, Michael, I'm your sister. <laughs>
5: <laughs>
2: oh, no. He's a kid, though. He's a pretty, pretty good, creepy little kid playing Michael. I do not know that one. I know Will Sand played Little Michael in the first one. I'm not sure what this kid's name is. I did not do my research for this one. I, I deeply apologize.
4: So she's just now remembering that shit happened after all these years. <laughs> I
2: forgot I had a brother.
4: What? <laughs> <laughs> so this is the, the hot tub that is actually cold water.
0: Poor guys.
1: Oh
4: no. He said his Bummer. penis turned into like a raisin oh, no. <laughs> when he got in this water.
2: Oh no. Oh. Yeah, this this scene for me is kind of
0: half awesome and half crappy. I don't know. I love his murder. I'm not too fond
2: of hers. Just not in the Halloween movie. I don't know. I'm picky. I'm sorry. I was talking all the way through the nude scene. I'm, I'm sorry. you guys. Yeah, no. I was just happy we finally got some boobs here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
6: That is very restrained, though, that we had to wait like 45 minutes for boobs in a slasher movie in 1981. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Do hot tubs come with scalding settings? Uh-huh. I'm not... I, I, yeah, I always wondered about that. Like, you know, is it? Do they really have a setting that if you just want to start cooking people,
4: you can do that? What kind of hospital is
6: this? Bugs Bunny coming out and shredding carrots into the. <laughs> <laughs>
4: What does tapping the gauge do? <laughs> he wasn't even turning anything to do anything.
2: Right now. Mm-hmm. Right now. <laughs> that's awesome. That's just great. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty good. The lack of music and everything.
0: And from here, it kind of turns into like a riff on PJ Souls
2: and Bob. Or she thinks it's her boyfriend. Just a little bit of that prankster spirit from part one here. Ew. <laughs> what do you, you think? have to be able to taste flip. the difference. Bloody right? and filthy. A scalding setting. <laughs> I mean, like, you might need to sterilize the tub. Maybe that's what it's for. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, she's pretty sterilized now. Yeah, that
6: is a very Giallo murder, though.
4: Oh yeah, it makes about mm-hmm. as much sense. Yeah, she got cooked, but his hands didn't.
1: You can't cook evil. <laughs>
6: <laughs> Should have been the tagline.
2: Okay, so is this the high school kids class with the? so did he draw that drawing or?
5: the high school kids did or i guess i don't understand this
0: looks like an elementary school and i don't know why he would have broken into it maybe he went there as a kid that looks like a child's drawing um and there's a little bit of stuff you know druidic stuff in the novelizations but there's really no reason for michael to write sam hand on the wall in the movies and this this unfortunately this is another thing that set up a lot of stupidity in in future sequels It really is kind of amazing how, uh, you know, with with every sequel that came out, you know, like, I think we all just kind of thought, well, at least it can't get any worse than this.
2: So is this everybody's
5: second favorite in the series out out of all of them? Like, what are your guys' favorites?
0: I think my second favorite's three.
4: Mine too.
6: Yeah. same here. Three is nonsensical, but it really, really hangs a lantern on that, that nonsensicality you know <laughs> Just there's, there's so much that's brilliant, you know, with, with all the absurdity in three. Yes. And then I think it follows as my third favorite one. Of
4: two. <laughs> <laughs> we were debating, uh, well, not really debating. I was more defending resurrection just because I know it's terrible. I know it's awful. But it's it's still entertaining. That's number four, right?
0: Resurrection's way down the line.
4: Oh, oh I'm thinking of alien. Never mind. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And I'm sorry, I love Buster Rhymes, and I just, the idea of him <laughs> doing a roundhouse kick on Michael Myers just tickles me. It's
0: golden. <laughs> I'm glad somebody got something out of it. That last little yeah. bit there with uh, the stuff that happens occasionally with the security monitors, um, coupled with like act- the actual shots or the shots in like the, the hallway mirrors. I-, I wish there was just a
5: little bit more of that.
0: Because what's there is really fucking cool. Yeah, it is. And again, like in, in Resurrection, I wish like there was so much potential for that whole setup with the the reality show and the camera angles and people kind of calling in and interacting or whatever. And that part of the film, I thought, was, was tragically wasted. Which was weird because they brought back Rick Rosenthal for that one. And there was just none of any of the... For me, anyway, the, the cleverness that that's in here.
2: There is a little bit of it. And when there, did Dead and Buried come out? Was that 82?
4: That's not 81.
0: I'm not sure. I'm trying to think of all the hypodermic needle in the eyeball scenes that I can. That's the only one that's coming to mind.
2: Might have been 81.
6: I think Dead and Buried was 81. Okay. That's one we should do. We should do Dead and Buried. I love that one.
4: Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah.
6: It's a very underrated movie. It doesn't get a a lot of
2: attention. And this bit here is a little two for one rip off of scenes from the
0: previous movie with uh Michael's face appearing out of the darkness and doing the head tilt
1: ah. it
5: was it was interesting in the commentary they were t- they were talking about it like they made it up in this this film like they hadn't seen it in the first film. It was really interesting. Mm. Would this kill you?
0: Uh, uh, well, cause he,
5: I think he put, he pumped
4: air. Oh, there's her. something in
5: there. Oh, okay.
4: Cause he's a doctor and he knows <laughs> that you should do that. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Whoa. Everybody hangs out in her room because there's no other patients. <laughs> we only got to keep this one alive. Just the one.
6: Yeah, Haddonfield Hospital has to have a lot of bake sales just to keep afloat. <laughs>
2: The scalding hot tub's not going to heat itself.
6: (laughs) (laughs) Although for all of its flaws, if you were to watch this one with Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 back-to-back, I mean...
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
2: No question there. Been thinking about it a lot lately and and
0: I think I think the Rob Zombie Halloween movies might be my least
2: favorite movies of all movies. Of all movies.
4: I'm going to say, for me, it's Last Temptation of Christ, and what's that piece of shit I just watched? Cold as Ice? Cool as Ice. Cool as Ice. (laughs) Cool as Ice. I nominate those two as the worst movies ever made.
0: I know you don't like to get negative Ryan, but do you have a least favorite movie? Oh, you know what it is. I'm drunk. I forgot. Phantom Menace. Oh, okay. Is the worst movie ever made. (laughs) I, I,
2: I would not argue that too hotly. Dan, Round Damon, as long as we're talking well, shit, got anything?
6: Forest Gump.
1: <laughs> good choice. Good sh- choice. Gump. <laughs>
5: so hateful.
6: <laughs> I totally relate to the guy who went up in the tower and just started shooting people. You know, when I watch that movie, I'm like, I get it.
1: <laughs> Somebody's got to die for this. <laughs>
2: And I don't really have one. I have to think about it.
6: Yeah, this part, this is the part that really freaked me out as a kid. Like when she's just, she can barely even, you know, make her muscles obey. and she she has to flee mm-hmm. from this killer. It's I think it's it's pretty well done. It's pretty effective.
5: And her wig looks the worst in this scene.
6: Uh-huh. I
4: think
2: it's really showing.
4: It does. She looks like a stepford wife. I think that what's so effective right here with what she's doing too, is like she's become like a child. She's like a baby right now. She's so defenseless. She's cr- crawling. She can't even walk. Ooh, why are her feet so dirty underneath? What? <laughs> She's only been in the bed. What's wrong with her feet?
5: That, that last shot down the hall was the wrong POV. Dope. It was taken from six feet. I don't know. It just reminds me of like the stuff with the mask in the first,
2: the first film. It's just a very dirty hospital floor, Trista because <laughs> there's no patients
0: there's like we don't have to fucking clean this place <laughs>
4: <laughs> well if her feet got that dirty from that short distance that's
2: disgusting all the surgeons are drunk I would love to just like see like a weekly series about this hospital <laughs>
4: Maybe there are a lot of sick people in Haddonfield. They just don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> they know what they're in for.
2: So why is the marshal fetching him again?
0: Um, What's the logic behind this? I think like Smith's Grove feels humiliated by the fact that uh, Michael's gotten away twice. So they've ordered Loomis to to come back. I believe that's the, the justification.
2: Just they if just the have to separate like,
0: Loomis and Laurie again.
5: Sorry, what? Yeah, no. If the governor's marshaling these resources to like extract Loomis from the town, but
2: they can't send a couple extra cops to help find the, the killer yeah. that's loose. <laughs> He's in in somebody else's jurisdiction. It's not our problem anymore. Sorry, Damon. Oh, yeah, this 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 is the scene. This is is great. This is so well choreographed. I interrupted you twice, Damon. I'm so sorry.
6: That's okay. I I wasn't saying anything pertinent anyway. (laughs) (laughs) 90% of it's just bitching.
4: Maybe are they trying to get Loomis out of there too because they don't want him talking about like kind of well, broadcasting? It yeah, it could be exactly what they have on their hands and how he tried to stop it and they didn't. And... That's effective. Mm
2: hmm.
0: It's good. I think for this my only my only half assed attempt at any kind of uh Jungian subtext would just be in relation to the ending. Um where maybe it's solidified that Michael Myers is um is Loomis's shadow. Yeah, it's like the, the polar opposite of the healer and a corrupting influence that turns a healer into a, uh an attempted killer and he eventually has to to kill himself in order to kill Michael.
2: And that's all I got.
4: That's enough. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good
4: one. Wait, there's a major surgery room and a minor surgery room.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is where we just do the bloodletting.
6: They don't show you the unnecessary surgery room <laughs> right next door.
0: This, uh, the imagery here, especially at the end, has a bit of a Suspiria vibe to me.
2: Yeah,
5: definitely. Now, would this have been more torture? Like, when he...
6: Yeah, I don't know if she was unconscious before he... This is this is pretty inventive. This is like a Dr. Fibes kind of kill.
0: I feel like she would have to have been unconscious. I don't know if she would hold still to just have all of her blood drained.
4: Ooh, another Looney Dumbass. Tunes moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That is traces. So he did, right hmm? he did that stunt himself in one take. He did that stunt himself in one take.
6: This is like the first thing this character does in this movie that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> He's about to die for it. There's a lesson in there
2: somewhere. These tires. He's after
1: these tires. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or you could, you know, not go back inside the hospital. I mean, that's that's a okay.
1: There's
3: a
2: revolutionary idea. She should have sued them for malpractice. (laughs) So the impression designer on this, J. Michael
5: Riva, went on to do um, Iron Man, Django Unchained in color purple.
2: The production designer? Mm -hmm. Dean Cundy went on to do uh, Jack and Jill for Adam Sandler.
0: Can you fucking believe that?
2: He must be so pop. Yeah, I... Yeah, his, his career is interesting
5: to me. I mean, so he was nominated for Academy Award for Roger Rabbit, and then no, I just feel like he's underused. I, I mean, he's definitely one of the best living cinematographers. I don't know if he's physically not able to, to do it at
2: a higher level anymore, or why? Why isn't everybody using him? Yeah, right. I
0: haven't, uh, yeah, followed up on his career too much since, like, the last major
2: thing I know he did that I I loved was Jurassic Park. the look of that one is, is pretty amazing. I hate that.
0: I hate that fucking zombie ass walk down the stairs. I don't know why all of a sudden. That,
6: yeah. Michael turns into,
0: scenes. huh?
6: That was one of the loop scenes too. They kept playing that one over and over again in the TV edit. Yes. Yes. But yeah that's that's true. Mike Michael is not a zombie. <laughs> and he
2: only is for like this scene. it's like like and it's a crucial scene. it's just maddening And then here he catches up to her and he's just like, I uh, can't uh, 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 whatever I'll see you in the elevator. Whatever. God damn it.
6: (laughs) Maybe he had a few. (laughs) They don't show him the whole time. He could be getting a little tanked.
0: I've gotten into uh, Dr. Mixter's booze stash.
4: Yep. Got into Bud's, Bud's.
6: (laughs) (laughs) Killed Bud and took his tiny roach.
2: And another positive: the mask still looks good because it's still the same mask.
0: Deborah Hill, I think, had it in a box under her bed for the entire year before they started shooting again.:
6: Are they using at least like a reproduction of the uh this mask?:
0: It is the same mask.:
6: Yeah even the elevator would know better than
1: that.-hmm
5: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: said the mask was a little yellow because she smoked so much.
0: So it's not that Haddonfield Hospital has a a ratio of three staff members to one patient. It's that they literally have three
2: staff members and one patient. (laughs) Yes.
4: What time is it? There's still people just walking around on the streets. Yeah, it was dawn a couple of
0: hours
2: ago. Yeah.
4: Haven't we, though? Dig that upholstery on the front seat there. It's kind of fancy.
2: It's not bad. And the
0: Halloween timeline fractures irreparably. Not irreparably. We're repairing
2: it now, but
4: it made things terrible. Oh my gosh.
6: Yeah, and there were I'm not sure how much uh truth there is to it, but there was that story about how Carpenter had seen uh Empire strikes back and that was his inspiration for uh having the you know the relationship between Michael and Laurie you know having that have that having that bloodline That
2: would I would not be at all surprised If memory serves in the TV version there's a little
0: music sting there when he shoots the window out it's just ridiculous
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and also how sadistic was her fucking adoptive father like oh yeah go drop this key off at the myers house in the beginning of uh the first one
4: yeah this this town doesn't True. seem like a nice place to live <laughs> actually
2: Oh, great. Mm-hmm. Huh?
4: How did he have time to disable all the cars? He's been like prowling around inside the hospital this whole time. Just time
0: management. For sure. (laughs) Why was she able to like sprint out the doors and now she's crawling again?
5: It doesn't make sense. Yeah. I was going to. No. I mean, I I do like her. Like we were saying, Damon, the whole. um, You know, the feeble nature aspect of it. But um, for her to be like be climbing through windows one second and then be like this the next it's a little
6: yeah there's not much continuity to it for sure
0: but... and this this little chase scene here I think plays way better than the, the previous one but it's also a, a rip off of the one from the first movie mm. although the capper
2: of the scene I think is fucking awesome it's maybe my I think it's my favorite moment in the whole movie So that's a palm tree with that thing behind it with the lights on it. Dole. They built they built that to cover up a palm tree. <clears throat> this is really effective. Michael's walk is back to normal.
0: I don't know. I guess everybody's uh energy kind of comes and goes in this
2: movie, inexplicably. Fucking love it. (laughs) That's 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 badass. What did uh, people think of Halloween 4?
4: That's the first appearance of the little... Don't
6: touch it. It's evil.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Should have listened. Yeah, 4 was 4 was not successful for me, but I, I did appreciate that I, I felt like they were at least
0: trying. They didn't quite pull it off, but, but.
6: Yeah, I, I the problem is I kind of get it mixed up with 5 in my memory and 5 <laughs> was not good. We were just
2: talking about that, it's <laughs> funny. Well, they came out as kind of a matched set.
6: I wasn't crazy about the Michael Mask in that one either. Mm, No, no. It was kind of the Chairman Mao, Michael Mask.
2: (laughs) And one of the reasons that the the Halloween 4 mask looks so wonky is,
0: I, I don't know who did this, but the initial ones that they made... Like he had like a flesh colored face or like a beige face and blonde hair. And so they had to kind of repaint everything, which is why it looks a little, little chunky and
2: China doll like. Hmm.
4: Maybe five would have been more interesting if they'd carried on how they ended part four, or was that the end of part five? I don't remember.
0: They they did totally kind of like uh, puss out on that ending. Uh, They were like, "Oh, we know that like she was like telepathically connected to
2: Michael, and that's why she killed her stepmom or whatever." Yeah, it was yeah bullshit. But yeah, horror sequels were kind of constantly doing
0: that in the '80s. They were either like ignoring or just denying the endings of. The previous ones, Friday six totally ignored Friday five, Elm Street three ignored Elm Street two. That's a pretty great shot there too.
4: I like to think Elm Street two took place in an alternate universe, so <laughs> that that wasn't Earth. That, that was somewhere <laughs> else.
6: <laughs> <laughs> it kind of had the same thing as Hellraiser two going on where. Became like a ware Kruger and there was like the well ware Cenobite. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Not bad for your first time firing a gun, Laurie. Yeah, Strauss, for shab- real. <laughs> yeah. you shabby. <laughs> <Just> bullseye both <laughs> eyes, right? Yeah. yeah.
4: This always scared me. Yeah, this works. I, I dig it. Mm. I mean, that's how bad he wants to kill her. It's like, oh, God, I can't see, but I will get you.
2: And yeah, Halloween 4 did kind of start with uh, a really
0: unforgivable, just just the fact that they both survived this with uh, a couple of minor
2: minor burns on their face and hands. Yeah. It's kind of ridiculous.
4: Yeah, if the hot tub didn't burn his hand, then this shouldn't have burned him at all.
2: Yeah, yeah. That was pretty great. Pretty great. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah. And this bit here is pretty great too. You know, I mean like it's an eighties fire suit, so it's got a very Michelin man kind of effect as, as most of those full body burns did, but it's
5: great. Yeah. This is one of my favorite fire burns in film. I think, I mean, I don't think they, I haven't seen them do many, this like hot,
2: this
1: Mm -hmm.
2: intense, you know, I mean, this is so intense.
5: think Warlock was saying that it actually burned his arms, right? Because these old suits had zippers, had yes. zippers in the arms, yes, and it man. burned his burned his arms.
2: That's a great that's a great shot.
0: The TV edit uh, they overdubbed the dialogue here to I think he says uh, asking about the body count. He says ten so far, and they edited it to don't know yet for sure.
2: I think.
6: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe at that point they didn't know how badly they were going to be butchering the movie. <laughs> so they figured they wouldn't make <laughs> themselves so <laughs>
2: Oh, there's Dina again.
4: Yeah, but he's not with his reporter chick. It's like totally different guy.
5: I see the cameraman. Don't, 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 uh, don't hurt the wig.
2: Far left, baseball hat. Oh, there he is, yeah. Starts and ends the movie in an ambulance. What a character arc. <laughs> and the crane shot the sun never came out and hey that
5: was halloween too what so so does the tv version have jimmy pop up in the ambulance it does yeah so you're saying
0: yeah He's like in a sheet, so like you, you think it might be Michael at first. So but apparently apparently even after someone's tried to kill you, you still so feel like pulling well, the really uh, jump scare pranks on people.
5: <laughs> Sorry, what? Dan? Oh, I was just gonna ask, um for I, I love I do love the song of Dan. Yes. you like as a counterpoint. Oh, yeah. Is this was this done often before this? this is, did this become a trope? Using like a using an old song like this as kind
0: of a
6: counterpoint. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh gosh. You know,
6: I don't think so. I think this was one of the first ones.
0: Adam Gunn, young Michael Myers. There's the answer to that question. It does feel like this was one of the first. Yeah. Um, I think before this, they were using a lot of, uh, lullabies and stuff. I keep thinking about like, uh, well, deep red, especially,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but, uh, this might be one of the first, like, yeah, kind of old old-style songs. I definitely think of this as being uh, Michael Myers' theme.
5: Well, yeah, it's, a, it's a great counterpoint. Yeah. What's
0: I thought uh, Don't Fear the Reaper worked pretty well in the first one, too, but this one's even better.
3: Yes. <laughs>
6: <laughs> well, I was just thinking of Fear No Evil with all of the, like, uh, the unlicensed uh Oh yeah. A new wave.
1: Mm. Stuff. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know about
0: y'all, but I'm pretty excited about uh about the new one. I it's mean even, even yeah. if it turns out mediocre, there's just there's nowhere for this franchise to go but up, I think.
3: I think it's gonna have to be pretty good. I think so. It it looks, it looks really be. promising. The, yeah. the
6: trailers look really good. Yeah. Carpenter's involved. I think everybody who's into it is is in it just for love. And, uh, yeah.
0: Does anybody have uh, the Kim Gottlieb book of uh, all the still photography behind the scenes with Carpenter? Mm,
2: no. Oh, man, I have to no. get that. That looks amazing. Yeah, it looks really cool.
4: It's the dance mix. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, it's the uh, uh, mm-hmm. oh, Halloween
6: theme, Suzanne Vega remix.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, <hey. laughs> My name is Michael. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat>
0: Well, that's all I got. Yep.
6: <laughs> I'm tapped. It was good seeing that one again. For sure. The eyeball.
0: Yeah. For sure.
4: Love yeah. you guys.
0: Good to hang out with you guys. Love you for guys. Yeah. Nice talking hour to hour you guys. Here. For yes. sure.
5: Really good. Can't wait till next time. Happy
0: mm. birthday, Ron. And mm. Happy Halloween to everybody out there. Yeah. We'll talk to you
2: soon. All right. Take care, guys. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.